passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next. You found us on postwrestling.com or any podcast app that you listen to. And we are live. We are live. YouTube.com slash postwrestling. Hello, everyone. Hello, Postmarks. Hello, Postmarks, Poison Pals, and most importantly, NXT Friends. Friends. We are your NXT friends, and we are here to spend some time to talk all about NXT. Yes, we are. It's a go-home edition of go NXT home. this week. Up so yours. We're going to No Mercy. That's right. We're going... Well, we're not, but we're going to watch No Mercy um, this weekend. And that's exactly what this is. The go-home show for No Mercy from Bakersfield, California. Yeah. This Saturday. Where is Bakersfield? I, I don't know. Actually, uh, it's Bakersfield, California. Yeah. I've never been to to the to, to Cali. I've never been so. Cal. I've been to Cali a few times. I just haven't been a to Bakersfield, a city in Kern County, right. California. Yeah, none the wiser. Okay, yeah. One day, one day we'll make the the trek. But yeah, uh, No Mercy is this Saturday, and uh, it's uh, a pretty big show with some big matches that we're going to talk all about and give a little preview for and some predictions and everything in between. Uh, we will be going live this Saturday. You won't be here, but I will be joined by John Sino Evil, or as we are calling it, John Sino Mercy, this Saturday, as he will be joining me to join in chatting all about the show as we run down the entire thing. So looking forward to uh, chatting all about the No Mercy pay-per-view with Sino. So as soon as the pay-per-view ends or the PLE ends, join us over here on the post feed as we will be live on the YouTube and then the audio will be up just later Saturday night. Uh, all for 
then Sunday for more wrestling, uh, which is Wrestle Dream, which I'm very uh, excited about going into that one. We looked at some predictions on last Sunday. Uh, we did a Poison Rana show, which uh, we also talked about all the WWE releases. Uh, so if you haven't checked out our show Poison Rana already, please go do so. Search Poison Rana in your podcast app and on YouTube and hit that subscribe and check out all the great content we did because we poured... We poured a many out. We poured many out. We yes. poured it all out with all the WWE releases, and we gave our kind of predictions of where we see maybe some of these people landing and stuff. So, so many shows and so many things going on. I know it's confusing. I know it's asking a lot. We're here on the post-wrestling feed, but but it doesn't take a lot. Just go Spotify, wherever you find your apps, and search for Poison Rana, because uh, we really enjoy our Sunday show. We kind of get a chance to chat about everything that's going on in the world of wrestling. So... Um, as you said, you'll be with Sino on this Saturday. Uh, this Sunday will be a slightly different uh, show. I'm going to be joined on Poison Runner at 2 with some guests to make an announcement. So tune in on the YouTube.com slash at Poison Runner pod for that. Excellent. So lots and lots of shows. I know there's going to be a new What Up Doe coming out uh, with Sino and B as well, where they'll be chatting all about uh, heels. Rest in peace, heels so you want to hear them talk about the rest of the whole show listen to that i'm sure they'll give their thoughts on their favorite show being canceled uh it's been canceled yes oh sorry yeah man that's sag damn yeah that's a shame yeah we'll be canceled soon if our stream keeps on fucking yeah. up the way it is right now <laughs> yeah we're, we're on it guys we're trying yeah fido yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so lots and lots of shows. Hey, you want to help us uh, switch internet providers? You mm. can support us on our Patreon. Davey and I, we're small little content creators, and we do lots and lots of podcasts to keep you entertained on those lonely nights, on those long walks, those long drives. Check out patreon.com slash poisonrana. It's only $5 for a whole month's access to gain all the podcasts that we do, including movie reviews, pay-per-view reviews, retro NXT reviews, and so much more. This week, because No Mercy is on Saturday, we thought it would be a fun podcasting idea to look back at No Mercy 1999, which features the main event, I can remember this now, of Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Triple H. Oh, I thought you were going to say Godfather versus Midian. Oh, yeah, that's your true main uh, event. I started yeah. the show earlier today. And right. Oh, boy. Naked uh, Midian? Not quite. We're not at that stage right. of... Midian's had depth over the years, you see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've seen him naked. That's why his character's changed so much. But we're not quite at the naked part Yeah. Uh, one day, though. We are going to be looking at the iconic ladder match, Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys. So look, really looking forward to watching that. But everything else, the Jeff Jarrett China house... Uh, the... The homekeeping, housekeeping, housekeeping match. rules. Uh, fabulous Moolah versus Ivory. <sighs> Crazy. Yeah. Mick Foley versus Val Venus. It's wild. What a time. Yeah. So what we're going to be reviewing No Mercy. Back when No Mercy was, it's, this is the first the first one. Well, we, we looked up that there was one in the UK in 99 as well. Yeah, that doesn't count. This one. That was non-canon. Yeah, exactly. So um, this one counts. Yeah, looking forward. Always a fun time. This is around the time I was starting to watch wrestling regularly. So it's always a bit of a nostalgia trip going back to this uh, era, but a lot of stuff that I thought was fantastic back then, you know, maybe maybe not as good. Now. You mean things get dated? Some things get dated. Yeah. Oh, no, cra you're crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's coming out uh, this week on the Patreon. 
Uh, and then we're giving a bit of a free show away this week as well. Yeah. Hey, we do a show called Best Match Ever where we look and kind of dissect whether it's match types or pay-per-views or rivalries or even wrestlers and kind of look at their best matches ever and kind of review them, rate them, dissect them and pick our best ones and favorite ones. Well, we do this sometimes when we're also honoring someone just like we want to honor Bray Wyatt. So we thought we're going to do it in the only way we know how, and that's talk about his his whole career of professional wrestling. And we're going to be going live, actually, on Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern time over on the Poison Rana feed. I swear maybe we'll have the internet. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, But the audio will be up on our feed as well. And this is a completely free show, and we're just going to be celebrating the life and career of Bray Wyatt, looking at some of his best matches and moments. Yes, The Fiend will be on the list. Yes, the Wyatt family. There's going to be so many different iterations of it. We might even have to look at some of the bad just to get to the some of the good for Bray Wyatt. But uh, this is all just uh, our little tip of the hat to Mr. Mr. Firefly Funhouse. Absolutely. And kind of a, a, you know, a good way to kick off spooky season. It's kind of closing off September and bringing in October uh, with one of the big kind of horror icons in wrestling with yeah, Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. Exactly. So if you're a big Bray Wyatt fan, tune in on Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on our YouTube page. But the audio will be up later that night over on our Poison Rana podcast feed as well. So free show from us to you, uh, supporting and honoring uh, Bray Wyatt. So look forward to that. And get your feedback in because it's not too late because we're... We have a Facebook page and a, a, a Patreon link there with uh, some, some feedback. Your comments, your, your thoughts on anything Bray Wyatt. We are also uh, putting together the October schedule. And as always, we're going to do, be doing a Halloween Havoc review. There is a poll on our Facebook group. Uh, it's it, between, I think, 1991 and 1998 Halloween Havocs are, are kind of winning this thing right now. So make sure you go across there and vote. Which Halloween Havoc do you want us to review this year? Yeah, what's winning right now? 98? 98. Oh, man. I, ca- I kind of want that one. Cause yeah, it's... I, I feel like 98 will be more fun. We've kind of avoided this one. 91 has the Chamber of Horrors, which is fun. Ooh, we've somehow but 98 has a lot of bad, but a bit of good as well. Yeah. I haven't voted yet. Have you voted? Do you I've, vote when I've you voted. put this together? Yeah. The president can vote for themselves, can't they? Yeah, I usually do vote, but this one I, I have looked at it and just haven't voted. So, <laughs> guys, get your votes in for, yeah. for that. Uh, hey, if you like movie reviews too, we did a review of Escape from New York from 1981. Our World Champ family member patron, Justin, picked this as uh, he was escaping New York for Grand Slam. So we thought it'd be a good little tie in there. And that was that made for a pretty fun podcast as well. with John Carpenter's uh, sci-fi thriller starring the ever so handsome Snake Plissken, Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. First time seeing this film. It was it was good fun. And we we put uh, Justin to the test at the end as well. So yeah. Uh, see how we did. Check and we, out. we hit some really cool trivia about this movie. We like go into like total, like deep trivia that we've learned from listening to some like commentary and reading up and digging on it. It was pretty interesting and pretty cool. So, uh, that made for a fun podcast as well. So, so many podcasts and it's only five bucks to support us on the Patreon. And uh, one final thing, a little plug. I'll be joining uh, Stephanie Chase on Friday on the Fightful YouTube account to uh, to predict, do our predictions for uh, for Wrestle Dream this Sunday. So we'll be going. I think it's live uh, three p.m. Eastern time, so eight over there in the UK. Um, but yeah, 
be good to chat up with uh, chat with Stephanie Chase again. Since Excellent. Last saw her in London. Yeah, we got to uh, hang out with her before All In and uh, Benno and the Grapple Lads as well. Mm-hmm. Sending all our fun, fun. I'm sure they're getting hyped up for Wrestle Dream as well, which I'm really looking forward it to looks this great. weekend. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to Dynamite this weekend, Wrestle Dream. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think is that the plugs. I think we plugged a lot. That we is quite the plugs, but there is lots of stuff to check out. So go uh, Absolutely. Look, look up these podcasts and all the fun stuff we do. Well, it's official. Jade Cargill's in uh, WWE now. Yes. I mean, I watched NXT right now. There was no mention of her tonight because I don't think she's going to NXT. Maybe. Maybe not. Or do we see a front row? On on Saturday. That's true. The Bakersfield. Old, yeah, there we go. Um, Center there. But yeah, checking into the PC today. Uh, lots of uh, lots of tweets from sort of the WWE account and stuff. And uh, you know, first big signing after the TKO thing. So they're making a big deal of her. So yeah, definitely with the social media, they they promoting it on like ESPN and stuff like that on social media today and. Uh, making making it seem like it's a big deal that they got this free agent that just so happened to be free pretty recently. Uh, but I think I think with the proper I don't know there was a piece of something of the puzzle that wasn't working necessarily for me in, of Jade in AEW, and I think maybe she'll find it in WWE. They taught people how to put on some pretty spectacular matches. I mean, like look at like celebrities and stuff getting pretty talented in ring, and I think that was the only one thing that was sticking out from Jade is because people in AW get a bit too like up about like matches and quality mm. and all this stuff. Whereas she has everything else that other people can never, ever learn, which yeah. is like the charisma, the just the, I don't know. I mean, just look at her the yeah. presence of her. Exactly. Like, it's like, Whoa, who's that? Exactly. So I, I do think that she'll become something pretty big, hopefully a pretty big star in WWE. I'm sure we'll be talking about her in the near future. Yeah, and I I think it's off to a good start. Just seeing how how much they're putting behind her already on day one, making it seem like a big signing. This isn't your usual kind of PC recruit. So yeah, uh, from day one, it seems like they're going to be putting a lot behind her. Yeah, uh, and good good for her because she she got turned down by them before, right? I yeah, I believe Something she had like tryouts that. before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you love to see it. Yeah, where will she change her name? Uh, I don't think so. Hopefully not. Uh, it doesn't seem that way. It's the era of Jade. The generation of Jade. Yeah, someone else might need to change their name. <laughs> Can't have you two Jades. You now are just Cora. Cora. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Good breakfast, Cora's. Yeah. Do they? Ha- I don't think they have that in the States. What? Cora's? Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. You should follow uh, Stax. What's his name? Stax, right? Oh, yeah. Tony D's mate. Yeah, yeah. You should follow his uh, Instagram for reviews of like coffee and stuff is he good he gives his reviews he really dislikes 7-eleven coffee and he okay. cut, a, cut a promo on them uh but then he says that wawa coffee was pretty good you know 7-eleven replied to me because i once had their coffee like real late at night and it hit the spot so and you I, you tweeted I, them i tweeted them and they they replied being like Stacks hey thanks does not agree with you though he yeah. says that they're coffee but you know you know 7-eleven is different everywhere yeah yeah like florida true. 7-eleven coffee might not as be, be as good as the corner of college and spadina uh, <laughs> yeah i'm not sure maybe maybe that the the coffee that night was just really like it just i just wanted it needed yeah. it brewed through perfect length had the right creamer in there 
Yeah, I mean, if, if people are putting sugar and shit in their coffee anyway, it doesn't matter yeah. what the coffee is, as long as it's getting me caffeinated. As long as it's not whatever you Brits did over there. Everywhere is fucking tea. Dishwater. I don't know what was going on with that. Same with you put sugar All in right, Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love Stack's uh, Instagram thing, and I would recommend, because we don't have Wawa here, but I know we Brandon. Yeah, our Brandon brought us a, a cup to eat from Wawa. Like Some cup warmers? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Stuff. Sorry, we're both a little distracted by this stream. Is it still it's, down? It's, I I don't know if we're back. If we're not, it, it keeps crapping out. But apologies. Oh, great! Uh, that's why you get the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Don't watch us on um, YouTube. But yeah, anything else before we get into NXT? Uh, no, I think that's about it. Uh, I know that uh, Dragon Lee. Well, we we did. Oh, we should talk about it. Like, well, yeah, we we definitely talked about all the releases on on Sunday on our show, but uh, it does affect the pay-per-view or the mm. PLE this weekend because Ali is no longer with the company. So Ali's not in a match. And we were kind of wondering, well, if that is something that's happened, what I wonder what they do. And they, they definitely address that and add another match in basically his replacement for later tonight, uh, which leaves the, the pay-per-view looking still pretty good. But originally we were what going to have Ali versus like Wes or something. So no, it's going to be Ali versus Dominic, which right. was two heels. Against which, which which we found was weird anyway. But uh, did you catch Dragon Lee uh, Dominic from Monday? Yeah, yeah, last night, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I definitely I checked it out right uh, before NXT actually right now, and it was all right. Was I really like I I quite like their first match. I thought this one was uh, even better, and just uh, you know Dominic's really stepping it up in ring. I think, and I think this maybe NXT excursion working with the likes of the Dragon Lee is helping him. Um, yeah, I, I was really into the match, and but we'll get into it in the show today. A bit surprised how clean a finish it was for Don. Oh, right on on Raw. Yeah, yeah, because he's the greatest luchador. Yeah, I guess of all so. time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I thought that was a great match and a really good way of like kind of debuting Dragon Lee. I don't think we'll be seeing him in NXT much longer. Yeah, I could see him being a bigger part. On he's very exciting to watch in the ring. So good for him. All right, well, shall we get into NXT? Let's do it. NXT, September 26th, 2023. And we're kicking things off with the final of the Global Invitational Heritage Cup tournament. It's Scotland versus England. It's Joe Coffey versus Butch. It's a rematch from NXT TakeOver Cardiff. Uh, we see Noam Dar and Metaphor on the on the perch. Uh it looked like they were dressed for like Ascot or something like that. They're going to yeah, or a last, wedding or something. Yeah, last week was the Matrix and this week they're like the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, like something like that. They're going out for a nice day at the at the races. The racetrack. Hmm. Uh it starts with Butch just slapping coffee across the face and this uh prompts the crowd to chant you got Butch slapped. Um <laughs> Butch is then stomping away at the arm uh, coffee then gets him down. There's a lot of just like grinding each other down. Forearms in the face, elbows in the side of the head. Uh, there's this run the rope spot where Coffee knocks Dunn down whilst hitting his like gallus cross arm pose. And then Dunn gets Coffee in a submission and does the same pose himself, which this infuriated Wolfgang on the outside. He was livid. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't cross your arms as well. You can't do How our bit. How dare you? That's our thing. 
Uh, this is where it's announced that Axiom, Tyler Bate, and Dragon Lee will be in a three-way tonight, uh, and the winner will face Noam, uh, sorry, will face Dom at the pay-per-view. Uh, as the ref is distracted, uh, member of Gallus gets a little cheap shot in. Uh, Coffee then goes for a top rope cross body, but is met with just a punch in midair to the face. Uh, Don then hits that, sorry, Butch then hits the second rope moonsault to the floor, taking out Gallus. And then comes back with this German suplex and roundhouse kick to the side of the head. Gallus then try to get in the ring. And this is where the ref catches them and goes, you are out of here. Sending Mark Coffey and Wolfgang to the back. After the break, Dunn is working on the arm, snapping it over his shoulder. And then on the apron hits the 10 beats of the Bowron uh, fight night. Uh, there's then a DDT on the apron. Uh, Coffee now hits his high cross and is trying to hit a vertical suplex, but his arm is a bit too messed up from the work Dunn's been doing. He then hits the running headbutt that he's been using, which just looks awful. Yeah, I don't get it at all. He he runs at your gut to hit him. I don't with not great, headbutt. Yeah. It doesn't look good. Uh, goes for all the best for the bells, but it gets countered with an enziguri, and then Coffee lands like a, a short arm lariat. Uh, Butch goes for break your fingers, but it gets countered into a power bomb. Uh, he hits, uh, Coffee hits the running headbutt again and then hits all the bells, best for the bells. And, uh, this is where Dunn kicks out, kicking out from Joe Coffee's finisher. Coffee then charges, uh, to do his headbutt thing again, but this time on the outside, Dunn moves and he just goes flying into the ring steps, cracking his head. He looks completely knocked out. Dunn rolls him into the ring and hits the bitter end and pins him. So Butch is going to Bakersfield. Yeah, so Butch now, Pete Dunn versus Noam Dar in the Heritage Cup rules match is set. Uh, This was pretty good. This is a rematch of their TakeOver match from some... Is it a TakeOver match all these years? It was TakeOver Blackpool or Cardiff or one of them. Yeah, Uh, you know what? I I got into it and so did the crowd here. Uh, The NXT... Full, sorry, not full sale, but the CWC crowd were really behind Butch. I think people like either a remember his time in NXT or b he's on the main roster, so he's got a bit of a a, a push behind him from the past little while. But he's so entertaining to watch. I, I used to love watching him on the show, so it is refreshing seeing him again here and at least being used and kind of bringing some attention to the pay per view on Sunday. But really got into it when Coffee hit the best of the bells, which he's been p- pinning people with, and uh, Dunn is. Not uh, he used the super finisher like what last week, which we didn't get. Yeah, Yeah, I assume we we see that again one day, but uh, he didn't even need to pull out that one after this. But yeah, a fun opening match. I think I liked it a bit more than I thought I would. Yeah, I I really got into this. Um, I I apart from that running headbutt, I I do like kind of coffee. uh, He's not afraid to kind of get in there, and and I actually thought that with a lot of the matches tonight, there was a lot of just stiff shots to each other. And I thought these two worked hard against each other. It's completely the right result. It made no sense having Joe no, Coffey versus no. Dar. Uh, but I think it's going to be a really good match. I think Noam Dar's really stepped up. And it, it's this kind of main roster NXT integration we've got at the moment, which is only helping NXT. And if it means we get a, you know, a takeover level Pete Dunn match, hopefully, that's great for him as well. Yeah, I don't like I... I... I still am not, like the British rounds thing as as much, whereas I just prefer if you gave them a singles match. But I know that these two are the technical sound wrestlers mm. that if anyone can make this way more exciting, it will be these. Two. I, I think this match will bang for sure. Absolutely. Um, so 
We then go to Dominic Mysterio backstage, who just says, ah, Monday night had another challenger, another title defense, and now I get to relax on Saturday as I don't have an opponent. I'll be chilling with mommy, watching movies, curled up, eating chicken tenders. And Mackenzie says, wait, Dom, you haven't been told about the triple threat match? And he's like, what, what are you talking about? What tip triple threat? Well, didn't you see Shawn Michaels tweet? I don't follow Shawn Michaels, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. And then he should uh, maybe click uh, Shawn Michaels likes and, and see what Shawn's been liking. Oh, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and then says, oh, first Pierce has it against me. And now Shawn Michaels, this isn't fair as he learns about the number one contenders match happening later tonight. This guy's such a heel that he only, he's the guy that you know, and everyone knows someone who only goes into somewhere, and no matter where it is, he just wants chicken tenders. Yeah. We're at a... Oh, I serve them yeah. daily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you could be anywhere. Do they have chicken tenders? It's yeah. like the most basic thing oh, that yeah. someone can get at somewhere, but Dom is that... Cause he's oh, little, he's, he's such he's a... He's a little kid, right? Essentially, still. So, uh, yeah, I love, I love Dom finding out that he's got a match. Dominic Mysterio is someone I want to see on Hot Ones. That'd be pretty good. He'd be a yeah. little bitch, wouldn't he? he? He would eat them with chicken tenders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dipping them, yeah. All right. We seem to be back, I think. Wow. Uh, the feed any is live the return of viewers the feed? That we, oh, we've got 12 views still. Thank wow. you. Uh, I shouldn't talk too soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jinxed it. But yes. Um, we then go to Tony and Stax. They've hired this like banquet hall. and they're, No, this is just their restaurant they restaurant. go to all the time, right? There's a long table. It's a bigger table, but this must be the spot they go to I guess often. So. Yeah, uh, and they Stax is worried. He's like, "Hey, we're really having dinner for all this amount of people. That's going to cost a bit." And he goes, "AJ has it sorted," which is, as far as I'm concerned, is that AJ? Is this the first reference of AJ Galante since he was murdered by Legado? Oh, so not AJ Styles. <laughs> oh, he got murdered on Friday as well. No, I or Lee AJ Lee. Yeah, uh, I take it as AJ Galante. Okay, AJ Galante just randomly, like years later, is like, "Oh, you're you're having a bunch of people over? Yeah, I got the tab. I got it. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sure." Uh, they're then talking about uh, his family. You know, his uncle in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, didn't say cuts garlic with razor blades. No, again, things. yeah, there was right there for you. Yeah, but they do bring up. Uh, this is some goods. This is what you order when you go out, guys. You want to know what you order when you go to a nice restaurant? Veal Parmesan. Yes. I know I just upset someone out there, but it is, you know, it is really good. <laughs> we enjoyed some veal palm the other day. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I had a veal sandwich today for lunch. <laughs> you had veal twice this week? Because we, we went out to one of our favorite Italian spots and it didn't hit the right way. No, I'm sorry. It didn't. It so didn't. today I was walking home and I'm passing St. Lawrence Market and it, it kept going in my mind. Like, you know, that veal didn't really hit. Uh, was a better you, you spot. You went to the place downstairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, I had signs from there recently. Yeah, it's good. It was like eggplant and meatballs. It was, like it was, he was like, you want it hot? I was like, you're damn right. I yeah. want it really hot. All the hot peppers on this veal sandwich. And let me tell you something. It's good. You can get chicken. Uno mustachios? You is can that get, it? is that what it's called? Oh, so. man. Yeah. St. Lawrence Market. Torontonians know. But yeah, like, you can get anything with cheese and, you know, not even cheese, if you vegans out there. Just some vegetable with pasta sauce and hot peppers on a sandwich. It's good. But yeah. veal parm on a sandwich with hot peppers. Uh, I don't think they were having veal here. He said it, though. And baked ziti. 
Benzini. So clearly, Sopranos. It looked like they were all just having penne in ragu. It was pretty, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty straight, uh, bare bones Italian. So uh, they're inviting people over to decide who their opponents are going to be at No Mercy. And the first to show up is uh, Humberto and Gaza uh, with their, their granddad's scratch marks tattooed on their chest. Tattooed? Yeah, quote unquote. They said it was tattooed, but... Yeah, it really looked very shiny. It's like a stick-on yeah, tattoo. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay. Um, and they appreciate the invite to dinner. They said, hey, last time we, we were together, things got a little heated. But they say, look, we came here for one thing and one thing only. We want the tag team titles. And Stax says, well, you know, pour yourself a drink, make yourself comfortable, have a snack, because you'll be waiting for the others. So more people are going to show up to this dinner. Yeah, so we assume all the other tag teams, they're going to discuss what the match is for the pay-per-view. Wow, what could it be? But Remember when like AEW started and they went, look, we're going to try and keep it like sports-based, so it's ranking. So the more matches you win, yeah. the higher up the rankings you are and you can go for the title shot. WWE, hey, just come over to my place for dinner. My yeah. favorite restaurant. We'll talk it out. And if we talk it out, maybe I'll give you a shot. And then last time we went, we went to the pub. We just decided in the pub. Yeah. I mean, maybe NXT's way is better. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, they dropped the rankings. <laughs> you get pasta and you get beer sometimes. Yeah. Right. Next match. We go to Trick Williams taking on Joe Gacy. Uh, Vic uh, is just on at Booker at the beginning of this match because uh, Book called Joe Coffee Joe Gacy in the oh, opening match. I did notice that. It was confusing me. And he's like, Book, look, it's Joe Gacy now. You can talk <laughs> about Joe Gacy. Just winding him up. Uh, there's a big slam from Trick and a drop kick. Uh, Trick then gets Gacy in the corner and hits a couple of jabs and a big uppercut. Uh, Gacy then comes back with a DDT and starts working the back of Williams uh, and just applies his rear chin lock, which Trick powers out of, fires up, hits his big leg lariat, Gacy then goes for the upside down, and as he's coming in with the lariat, Trick just leaps at him with, like, double knees to the face and takes him out and wins. One, two, three. Yeah, Trick making pretty light work of Joe Gacy here, but I think the Joe Gacy character, storyline, angle, whatever you want to call it, has run very thin because now he's just out here with Ava, don't call her Rain, Mm. too similar to Roman Reigns. The bloodline but the rock's daughter is just like chilling with this guy and he's jobbed out to trick now i i assume this goes away or changes up because it's just not working he, he's due a repackaging yeah for sure. again yeah and yeah. ava going to level up and working there yeah she needs to wrestle i yeah. guess to, to get um but yeah uh, sorry this match yeah it didn't really do too much for me it got trick over you got to give it to this crowd is really hyped like i said earlier but Trick's solo music is like perfect for, they set it up so it's like instrumental to the beat. Everyone goes whoop that trick. And like now it's caught on even louder. It's very similar to what, uh, is it Jay, Jay Uso, Jay Uso yeah. with the crowd kind of doing that thing? And Booker kind of helping along each like whoop that trick. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <he's ad-libbing. laughs> yeah, he's almost like his, his hype man. Hype he's flavor flavor, Booker T here. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I really liked what they did with Trick this episode, kind of like a, a show long storyline with him and getting a big win over Gacy. Um, he is improving in the ring every week, I think. And, uh, yeah, afterwards he gets on the on the microphone and says uh calls it says he's ambidextrous as he can hit with both hands and 
uh, Kelly Kincaid asks him his opinion about Mello and Ilya, the contract signing, and who's going to win at No Mercy. And he says, look, can we talk about me here? He says, Gacy's a bit weird, but we just had a good match, and that was probably my best performance, uh, which I kind of agree with. He says, no one is stronger and tougher than Ilya, and that's why it's going to be him. Yes, Mello, him. Because it's Mello gang forever, and you know what? Mello already has a championship. Now it's time for me to get mine. And he walks off. It's like, I got an idea. And he kind of walks to the back. And I, I could assume what he was thinking. Yes. Yeah. He wants some gold, too. And maybe he's going to go get it. Reach for that opportunity. But, yeah, I like the promo. I, like, I really thought this whole segment was really good for Trick. I thought he looked impressive in the match. The crowd just getting really behind him. As you said, like his, his theme's pretty good. And we know in wrestling you have a good theme. People like singing along. Yeah. It, it does help. And I think his promo is really good. This wasn't so much of his, like, just flashy, cutting jokes and things sort of promo. This was him a little bit more serious. And I thought he sounded great. Uh, I really see big things for Trick. Agreed. Uh, We go backstage to Bea Priestley, who uh, calls Gigi Dolan pathetic for her attack attempt last week. And she said, last week when everyone was pulling us apart, it wasn't to protect me from you. It was protect you from me. And she warns Gigi to watch what she's doing, uh, because what she's going to do tonight, warning her of another attack. Which Gigi should have listened. And just gone home. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, oh, we, going to get attacked today. Which, uh, spoilers, she gets attacked. No, that's that's yeah. not a wrestler's mindset, is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, we see Andre Chase and Duke Hudson, and they're talking about Thea Hale. They're kind of worried because... They haven't really heard from her. And Duke says, well, I I did get a thumbs up emoji uh, earlier today. So that's better than just being left on red. That is true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. If if you're being left on red and then finally it's a thumbs up emoji, or is that actually worse because they're just like agreeing with, yeah, like. My dad always uses it wrong. Yeah, I think he doesn't understand what it's like become. But yeah, yeah, you just, people thumbs up emojis. Yeah, it hurts. Thumbs up emoji hurts. So does being left on red. Exactly. So, like, really, what is what is worse? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, you write this whole novel, and it's just a thumbs up reply. You're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, don't even the lower case does that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, It's like older people. Hey, I think we're meeting at this time and doing this, this, this. Okay. Yeah, old people do that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like they don't. Yeah, yeah. Pollock doesn't reply. Bet. (laughs) 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 Yeah, older people use like the thumbs up. Or the thing. I'll tell you personally, I like that I can just like heart or like a message now. I like that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, look, we don't need, we're done here. Yeah. I can just like this. It's a laughing emoji. Yeah. I'm tired of writing LOL or LMAO and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm not actually laughing out loud. So, yeah. Like, sometimes you do. If I am, I say, like, I'm actually LMAO. Yeah. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Skull emoji. But yeah, sorry. So he got a thumb emoji. Was it the right one? Thumbs up. He just gave a thumbs up emoji, yeah. He got one from um, me, yeah. And Andre still hasn't heard anything. Um, and then this is when JC Jane comes out. And uh, Chase asks JC, why isn't Thea replying to his text? What, like, why is she so mad? And she goes, well, you can ask her yourself. And Thea Hale comes out all dressed in black leather. She's dressed very like JC Jane, looking a bit like a mean girl. And... It's clear Chase is almost going to do the fatherly thing and being like, you're not going out dressed like that. And Duke sort of is like, no, 
be supportive of her. So he says, she looks lovely. And she's like, yeah, you better like my new look because I'm finally like a grown-ass adult. And she runs off. And JC goes, well, if you like that, wait till you see her ring gear. And Chase is just left incredulous. It, she's making it sound like you think that's bad. Wait till you see her ring gear. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, what is she wearing that's so awful? She's like wearing what a lot of other wrestlers wear on this what, show. Later, later in the show? Yeah. Oh, it's just a normal gear. It's just black. normal <laughs> gear, but like black and like, I guess a bit of a choker thing on. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, is Thea Hale basically what? Sandy from Sandy Greece? Sandy from Greece, yeah. Tell me about it, stud. But Thea, you're dressed like a like a Tell me about it. Stud. You know what I hope this this does is it finally gets Andre Chase out of that bloody sweater. Wow, you're saying the whole He's cruise... gonna become Danny Zuko. Oh oh no, wait, no, he's not it's trying creepy. to creepy. Yeah, 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 hold on, wait. He's not trying to He's not trying to pursue. He's just trying to like help her. But I just, I just want him to get ring gear. You know. Yeah, yeah. This is true. Yeah. I mean, her ring gear wasn't necessarily bad because she hit. She was the like, you know, student that yeah. was all crazy and everything. But now, like, she's trying to be more serious and grown up. It's like when the when teenagers think they're growing up. When like, no, you're still a kid. Yeah, but he's we're, still we'll an see. Idiot. We'll see what happens. Maybe JC will lead her to something that Chase couldn't. Exactly. I mean, Thea Hale. She's like. Uh, Who's the who's the villain in um, Heroes that first season? Zachary Quinto. I have no idea. You know he'd like he'd Kirby. He'd basically steal your power. Oh yeah, and that's what Thea's been doing. She was with Chase U. She kind of chose the positive, never give up right. mentality. Then she went to Gulak. I mean, so did Duke, and, and learned the Kimura. And now she's oh, right. with JC, learning how to be a grown up, dress and stand for herself, and dress like this. Right. Yeah. yeah. And new music, too, later. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's just evolving. Exactly. Can't be, you know, kid forever. You can't be in the shadows. Yeah. Forever. Just be in the shadows of someone else. Sometimes, you know what you've got to do? You've got to burn the ships. Oh. Burn the ships, Baron, comes out. <laughs> it's on Apple Music now. It's, do I you ha- like it? I have not played it yet. So, uh, to make it clear, he's got a, a song that's singing Burn the Ships. Um, he's got ships being burned on his videos. He really does not like ships. And now the ever-evolving ring gear of Baron Corbin. He has burn written on one arm, like one arm sleeve. And I assume ships written on Just the other. pictures of different ships. It, but I'm going to guess it says ships. What's Baron Corbin's favorite game to play? Battleships. Battle <laughs> uh, and he's taking on Josh Briggs. So uh, no real... Development from the Miles Bourne, Fallon Henley stuff this week. Yeah, yeah, but what are Briggs' views on ships? <laughs> That's what's really gonna, what it's gonna come down to in this match. Cause if he doesn't like ships, this is why he didn't win this match. Cause Baron Corbin beats the shit out of he him. He beat the shit out of him, yeah. <laughs> beat the ships out of him. This, uh, this was a, yeah, just a huge brawl between these two. They're brawling on, on the outside, slapping each other across the face. Uh, Briggs hits a really nice-looking big boot. I do think his look pretty sweet when he hits them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then this uh, Corbin comes back with a pretty nice-looking Urinagi and then a big running clothesline in the corner. And this is where Corbin just starts mocking Fallon Henley on the outside. But it distracts him, which allows Briggs to come back with a sidewalk slam and standing splash 
for a two count. And now both are slugging it out with big punches and forearms. There's another big boot sending Corbin into the corner. And then uh, Corbin kind of pulls the ref in front of him, which allows him to get a cheap shot on Briggs. And then jumps off the top rope with a clothesline and hits the end of days for the win. Yeah, uh, Briggs, we've seen his days before WWE like evolve and stuff. He was a pretty good like big man power wrestler that could move. So it's he's kind of like Baron Corbin, but like a bit more quicker and mm. bit, maybe a bit more polished in in the ring and made Baron Corbin look pretty good here considering the size. Corbin hitting that end of days always looks good, but when it's on a big guy who then can sell it like absolute money, it it was pretty impressive. So that was the only real highlight of this match. But it does remind me Briggs Briggs used to go actually. So I I actually quite enjoyed this match. I, I liked how hard they were hitting each other and I just kind of wish if we didn't have what eight, nine years of just Corbin in fucking ridiculous roles, bad matches, just doing headlock. If he wrestled more like this all the time, yeah. just beat the shit out of people more in this character, I think I'd take to him a lot more. Uh, it's a little kind of too little too late for yeah. me in a way, but I, I did think this match was quite good and what they did with him and Braun for the rest of the show. So Corbin then gets on the mic and he calls out badass Braun Breaker says, Saturday, we find out if this little dog is all bark and no bite. And while I've burned the ships, I've burned the past, and I'm looking at the future, and you just saw your future with the EOD. And that's when Bron Breaker comes out, and they have this massive pull-apart, big brawl uh, as we go to break. Yeah, Battle of the Badasses mm. on Saturday night. So this all just better lead into... Vaughn putting them both through tables, but yeah. It's got to be, right? It's the only way I'll accept watching this match. And the place will go fucking nuts. Mental. I want to see the biggest table ever. You're going to get tabled signs. Yeah. They'll still sell shirts at the venue. Be great. Yeah. He'll, uh, when the Dudleys come back one day, they'll be like they just, the ultimate trio. They just did. They, well, they, on Impact. Yeah, yeah. When they're back to WWE. You made it sound Impact. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. I didn't do it. <laughs> Is it when they came back? No, yeah, to WWE? yeah, but I'm always the one that's like, whoa, that doesn't count. <laughs> so uh, after the break, Trick Williams knocks on Shawn Michaels' office door and he says, "You got a minute?" So, yeah. So, Trick goes in for a chat with with Shawn. What do you think they talked about? I want to know what Shawn does in his office. Trick, Trick, what, what do you what do you think of my hat? <laughs> <laughs> what should I do with this hat? Trick, sorry, you're talking to me, sir. <laughs> Yeah, I love Shawn Michaels. Um, Vic Joseph then promotes the song. We both didn't catch it, but I'm always intrigued. We'll hear it on Saturday. Yeah, is. we'll plug I'm it. I'm sure love, it's fantastic. I love plugging the songs for yeah. these things. If you listen, I love plugging them. So I, I did not catch it, but I'll listen. I'm there. We then go through a kind of video package just previewing Tiffany Stratton versus Becky Lynch. It's showing the promo from uh, Stratton where she's saying she's the best women's champion and she was better than Bailey, Asuka, Charlotte, and uh, and Becky as it's showing kind of all their title wins back when they were in NXT. Um, it then set, shows Becky making the match, the replay of the match, and then Tiffany says that Becky needs to be in the main event so is hanging on to someone who she knows will be around for the next decade. But Becky has been here 10 years and I've already achieved here... Uh, way more in the, my first two years already. And I hung in there with a WrestleMania main eventer. And you've only been here a month and I'm sick of it. 
and she says she's hungry to get the championship back. Um, yeah, I don't think this match really needed much more no. ring talking or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I think they always do these productions pretty well. This was really well put together. Yeah, you could show some of this and they'd instantly get the whole story and everything kind of going on. And they did a great kind of focus and repackage of like everything that's kind of happened. So I liked it. It got me high. I'm excited for this match. I, I almost want this to be the main I event. I was just going to ask you, do you think this will main event? Yeah, like it could because like I'd say the hype after the first one. I mean, Dragonov Mellow 2 should really be it too, but I, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I think you just see like in a video like this, Tiffany like completely holds her own and I think is going to be a big, big star in this company. Uh, oh, she's, yeah. She is going back and forth with Becky and isn't looking significantly weaker did you see there was some stories coming out she was doing interviews reported about the whole uh daddy's little rich girl character i did see this and she's basically like yeah like we wanted to find me a character that was like my rich daddy but we couldn't figure out who to, who it to be so then we just kind of scrapped it I said no one wanted to be it. and I remember like for weeks we were like is this gonna lead to her having an actual yeah. rich daddy because at one point on tv she was saying daddy and all this stuff. I, in a way, I think it's worked, though, because she's kind of carried whatever character she had there and now become a bit more of yeah. a, a woman, but yeah. still got that kind of, you know, daddy's rich girl flavor. Yeah, legally blonde, clueless kind exactly. of thing. Yeah. Who would you have... Who, I wonder who, who they asked. I mean, so we're talking like beginning of 2.0 era... Yeah. So it would have been like, well, we already... Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, do you want to... No, I'm, I'm going to go to AEW. <laughs> uh, well, it had to be someone older. Like, I know we had the Cameron Grimes Million Dollar Man thing, but like that could have been a joke that you could have done, like IRS or whatever. Million I mean, Dollar she's, Man. she's young. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So you need someone like, what, 40? Yeah. Plus, how old's Joe Gacy? <laughs> <laughs> he, no, he just dresses like yeah. he's... Uh, an older guy. But yeah, we, we weren't sure who, who could be there. Her, her daddy. Maybe one day we'll get to find out. I mean, once she's a main roster big deal, I'm sure people would be like, oh yeah, I'll play that. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. We go to Hank and Tank versus Bronco Nima and Lucian Price, who are now known as Out the Mud. Yes. OTM. Yes. Have you, uh, this, this is like a popular saying. There's like songs about this piece of saying people like start, like started from the bottom, right? Like I got out of the, we got out Throughout of the, the, mud. the mud. Yeah. So OTM out the mud. And the winner of this match gets a seat at Tony D'Angelo's dinner. So you're going to have to quickly shower and just book it over to wherever this restaurant is. They're going to have to get out the mud and go to yeah. this restaurant. Yeah. Uh, Hank and Tank have now got uh, a matching gear. They've got jean shorts and a grey vest that they, says Hank and Tank on it. They clearly heard us rip their gear a lot. Or probably, I think I just ripped Hank's, but they were like, watch this. We'll, we'll, we'll step it up. We'll step it up. They asked Baron Corbin for gear advice. Yeah, yeah. Um, this. Yeah. They look like mechanics. Yeah. Again. Yeah. There's so many. What, what's with mechanics? Yeah, in, in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, we've already have the mechanics here in NXT. So what's going on with Hank and Tank? I actually like, but they, they, yeah, they, they annoy me though. <laughs> because, me <too. laughs> like, I want to so like why them. The fuck you wearing why are you wearing that though? Like, you went from, like, you already started with the abysmal, like, what the, the tractor, not the tractor, the cat, like caterpillar gear, the construction. So they're going from construction to like mechanics. I don't know. Well, we've seen Tank in like singlets. And yeah, stuff. but it was like a weird one, like Crush or something, <laughs> <laughs> like heavy machinery. 
<laughs> but still, my favorite. Which was also another tag team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With that kind of gear. Uh, my favorite, like, shit gear was then when uh, Tucker had oh, a yeah. random singles match on Raw oh, or yeah. like a Battle Royal or something yeah. after he'd broken up with Otis. Right. And his tights just said Knight on it. Yeah, but they already had been dropped a Knight <laughs> yeah. since he got brought up to the. Yeah, they, they dropped like that name. Yeah, ago. yeah. Yeah, he also had his promo in his hand. Yeah. The script in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Whatever happened to the Tucker, he, he said he's going to show the world what's. I don't know. He's going to do a Jericho interview and everything. I have not thought about Tucker <laughs> since, since you brought Let's him up. Let's hit him up. Yeah, get him on the show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, winning team gets a seat at Tony D'Angelo's dinner. Um, Tank Ledger's showing off really impressive speed and hits this dive through the ropes. Uh, as the referee is distracted, it allows Nima to kind of, uh, double team and hits this impressive looking hook kick. Um, and then, uh, Bronco like runs in on Tank and is just bouncing on his neck across the rope. And then Hank hits, comes in with a bit of a fire up, a bit of a hot tag here. Hits a snake eyes and a big pump kick. And this is where Scripps interferes, allowing Price and Nima to double team, where they hit this kind of assisted Alabama slam powerbomb combo, uh, which looked pretty good. Yeah. Out the mud, get the win. Out the mud. Yeah, so Alabama slam, which is already a pretty vicious whiplash type of move this one's like a, an assisted one which looked pretty, pretty powerful. big lads here yeah well, they're yeah. big guys so they crushed uh i think it was hank they hit mm. this with they crushed him with this move so i was impressed with that i haven't been too impressed with their wrestling thus far mm. but the finish looked good and that's already has my attention like they look like they murdered this guy so yeah finish did look really good i i thought hank had stepped it up here he looked a bit better in ring tank is uh pretty fun like i i don't know if this is the right character for him but i definitely get a lot of personality out of him and for a pretty big solid guy he's very quick as well so i could see him in a, in the right role being pretty uh pretty featured down yeah. the line yeah absolutely it's ever since what he got his tooth knocked out or whatever oh yeah i've right. been a fan too yeah uh we see Gigi dolan who's war- warming up backstage when the lights go off and blair davenport beats her up Lights come on and she says, you're pathetic. Oh, man. She even warned her. She warned her. So this match is called off. Yeah. Because Gigi was attacked. She's pathetic. Damn. We get a commercial for Elimination Chamber. That's going to be in Perth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bit confused. Why are they still using the ice imagery for Elimination Chamber? Because it was in Montreal last year. Because it's, it's February. It's going to be cold. <laughs> It's going to be cold there. Yeah. It's going to be so cold in yeah. Perth. In in Australia's summer. Yeah. yeah. Australia's summer, that's in the winter. Yeah. That's, that's I, I want to see an Aussie Aussie sign. Like, change this. Don't use last year's. Turn to Aussie. Just Because uh, Montreal's fucking cold. Australia chamber. Like, what? what, what put, like, beaches? Kangaroos, kangaroos on it. You know, we want all the stereotypical stuff. Kangaroo kick. Like, back in the UK, it's always, like, Big Ben and Red Phone Box and all that. So, it's going to be uh, Victoria Bitter's beer. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Vegemite. Yeah. It's going to be kangaroo. Uh, venomous spiders. Rugby. Yeah. Snakes that are just way too fucking big. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it'll be Nicole Kidman <laughs> at the theater watching. Yeah. <laughs> it's Elimination Chamber <laughs> violence. And someone's like, wow, this is great. Rhea Ripley playing Nicole Kidman in the theater. Hugh Jackman likes wrestling, doesn't he? Yeah, ever since he showed up with Zack Ryder, remember? Yeah, he punched off Ziggler, didn't he? That's right. Oh, oh. man. Rip, pour one yeah. out. Yeah, uh, this is pretty cool. But you know what I did say? Uh, like, oh, that's interesting that they're going to Perth. I've been clicking the social media posts of them being like hey we're going to perth all these australians are like great fucking expensive flight from sydney and melbourne like all the other pl- like the yeah. big big hub so i know australians are still like man but you got that well, one thing you are, you're gonna have to try yeah try yeah like, it's yeah. just like i think i think some of the main big cities are like but well their city should have paid for it then. exactly no? <laughs> get on one of those I'm kangaroos sorry for people halfway across the world it's pretty they're pretty far still but yeah this is pretty cool though i like that wwe is going to different yeah, cities and better. countries and stuff and this means it's going to be like six in the morning yeah that's insane. on a saturday is it that's nuts that's cool yeah yeah uh so we're back at the tony d'angelo dinner uh, Stax asks Umberto and Gaza, why does it look like your chest were torn apart by saber-toothed tigers? And they go, hey, you're making fun of my grandfather. And they said, these tattoos are a message of, to us to get those tag titles. Yeah. They're like, okay. Uh, Julius and Brutus then show up in tracksuit, reminding us that they are not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Brutus's tracksuit here. At least it wasn't the gorilla shirt. Yeah. Oh, no, his tracksuit was all right. Uh, and... Umberto and Gaza are like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's more people. And Stax and Tony, because they're good guys now and kind of get along with the creeds. They're like, ah, look, don't worry about these two. They haven't held a weapon in their life. <laughs> and then Julius does a really bad, like, Sopranos impression. Like, and We'll make a deal, I think. Is it, is it make him an offer? Yeah, it was terrible. It's the Godfather. And then Brutus asks, oh, wait, is this the restaurant where, you know... And they were like, no, 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 that was the other restaurant. He's like saying someone died here. Oh, like, okay. oh, okay. And then dinner arrives. Um, they got him the spicy meatballs for... Yeah. For Please stop for, getting these guys to do comedy. Didn't we just go off last week being like, oh, they're, they're maybe so they'll nice. go in the serious tone. It's like, how about we have them in an Italian restaurant? All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so lame. Uh, we see Tyler Bate and Axiom, and they're just kind of saying, look, we're going to go at it tonight, and but no hard feelings, whoever wins. And they're like, nah, we've, we've got to go for these opportunities when we get them. And that's when Trick walks in and says, well, lads, it looks like tonight's triple threat has become a fatal four-way. Damn. So, yeah. Like, Fuck. Sean gave him, he, he must have just, you know, said, Sean, I'm on a roll. Make that match a four-way and put me in there. And Sean listened to him. Yeah. And now he's in the match. Damn. He's like, I won one match, Sean. Put me in it. <laughs> <laughs> We go to our next match, which is a strap match. Eddie Thorpe taking on Dijak. This all came about because Dijak whipped Eddie Thorpe's tree. Yeah, he beat the bark off this dude's tree, and that is not a euphemism. He <laughs> literally whipped this man's favorite tree so bad that this guy is is pissed and challenged him to a... A strap match, and Thorpe says, "You you didn't just you know whip my tree. You tried to like belittle me, and you say you want me to to bring out something inside of me. Well, I'm gonna bring that tonight. And uh, he didn't just bring whatever was inside of him. He also brought his family. He had his family who also liked this tree. Yeah, this family <laughs> is, are pretty pissed that Dijak. It was uh, what his like sister and niece and stuff. 
Yeah. And they were front row. Six-year-old niece. Six-year-old niece. Leather strap match. All right. Let's Let's, go. let's see what happens. Um, Vic Joseph showing us all that he's very observant about people's gear because he's like, wait, book. Look at that white belt Dijak's wearing. Book's like, what, Vic? What, what about his belt? It's like, that was the same belt he wore the day he whipped the tree. It's like, wow. Oh, you've got is a that, good memory, Vic. Is that the belt he whipped the tree with? Probably, right? He just said it was the one he was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one he, was, he beat it yeah, with. Yeah, 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 he whipped it with. Yeah. Uh, we get a tope suicida right off the bat from Eddie. And then Dijak just drags Thorpe back into the ring using the strap. Uh, goes to whip him, but Thorpe gets out the way and trips him with the strap. Uh, Thorpe is then coming at him with these big be- elbows, and Dijak delivers his big boot, uh, leaps off the second rope, and Eddie kicks him in the gut. Um, and this is where we cut to Thorpe's family, who are cheering him on. Uh, Dijak just keeps on swinging the belt at Thorpe, but he keeps getting out of the way. Uh, finally, Thorpe goes for a big running boot in the corner, but... Dijak dodges and this allows him to start whipping him and lighting him up. He sends him to the outside. Uh, during the commercial break, we see Dijak hit hard justice. And then as we come back, he has the strap across Eddie's mouth, just pulling back. Uh, Eddie starts firing back and they start trading blows. Uh, and then there's a running clothesline into the top rope where they just both fall to the outside, landing on their feet. Uh, and then Dijak slams Thorpe's back on the apron, which is, you know what? The hardest part of the, the ring. The difficult part of the ring. Um, and he's then just showing uh, Thorpe to his six-year-old niece yeah, as so, he's whipping him. So he's like beating up Thorpe right in the area where his family are, are sitting and standing. And his one aunt is just like chilling there. His one like, what is it, aunt or uncle is just... Really calm and collective so the whole funny. time. So there's this little six-year-old girl screaming, oh, like, no, leave stop him it. alone, stop. The, like, I guess the aunt, the mom, whatever, who obviously knows it's not real, but she's still boo Yeah, she's him. really getting And then the, the guy just there, like, ah, uh, <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Uh. But the little girl, like, you know, they must have, they must tip you off, like, hey, honey, you know. I'm this sure, is like, Dijak was, like, sitting down with yeah, her like, after hey. and, like. They're like, okay, cool. You're going to beat up my uncle in front of you? No, piece of cake. We Don't worry. We watch him on TV all the time. Okay, cool. But I'm going to whip him and beat him yeah. in front of... This girl was screaming. And like, Vic... this could, like, emotionally scar. Yeah, this kid. was pretty intense. It wasn't... You're watching your uncle just... Look, like, a few weeks ago, the Chad Gable thing, right? Like, when, yeah. the, when Chad Gable's kid was crying, I was laughing my ass up. This one, I was like, yo, wait a second. This, this poor girl is screaming. And then Vic Joseph's, like, selling it. Like, oh, my God. Like, how awful. She's a six-year-old girl. And I can't believe I've ever you know, agreed with Booker T so hard, but he's like, yeah, well, you should have left her at home. <laughs> Amen. Book. I agree. Uh, no, kids should be allowed to go to wrestling shows. Oh, it's shows. funny. Add so much to this. Yeah, just don't bring them on planes and we're fine. But yeah, this was a great... Uh, they they realized that this kids can add so much in oh, like yeah. a wrestling thing. They've, it's happened in NXT before, obviously. But Izzy. Yeah, shout out Izzy, who's wrestling now, if you want yeah, to feel old. Yeah, uh, this this was adding to the match for oh, sure yeah. with the the entertainment here. Well, Dijak then pulls off the white belt. Shocker, he's going to use it. Vic <laughs> tipping us off. Wraps it around his, fi- his fist. Goes for a big punch, but Eddie ducks. Delivers a big boot and then a big running boot in the corner. And now Eddie starts whipping Dijak. And when I say whipping, he is, like, letting rip. Like, machine gun-like whips. Yeah, he is 
belting him here, and then eventually one just right in the face. Yeah, so Dijak's getting up, and he, like, stands on his hand to trap him there and just, like, whips him in the head. And then uses the belt wrapped around his fist, punches him, and then uh, wraps the strap around his elbow and delivers a top rope elbow drop uh, to pick up the win. Yeah, actually, Eddie Thorpe's elbow drop is pretty cool. He does like this, like kind of dunking this thing. pose, yeah, kind of thing. Man. Yeah, almost. I think he's doing kind of uh, the like the native, like there's a dance oh, okay. or something. He's almost looks like he's doing it while he got you. elbows the guy. So actually, I got really into this, and like I, I'm, I was kind of bummed it wasn't on No Mercy this weekend. But here they still had the matches. They still had the feud. Thorpe has been like so hit and miss because. At first, they're like trying to just tell us he's a DJ, and then now he's, his tree's getting whipped and he's pissed. And I, I think when he's been put in these like fighting matches, because it was like what the fight, the MMA rules or something. Yeah, it was the weird like that. Yeah, yeah and whatever I, they called it. I thought that underground. Yeah, I thought that like brought the most out of him, and I think the same thing here. And this had the addition of the family and the little girl screaming and being so upset, and it added for like a, a pretty fun match, probably the best match. Uh, on, actually, there was some other good wrestling I, on the show. Yeah, too, I, I really enjoyed this match. I Dijak is someone we've seen it in the Wesley match, and we saw it in the Dragonoff match where. He really isn't afraid of... He, he's kind of known for it now in this latest NXT mat run of having really hard-hitting matches where neither guy was letting up or pulling back. Like, yeah. some of those belt shots, like, look nasty. He was bleeding. Dijak was bleeding. Uh, after yeah, Dijak, Dijak was bleeding after. The addition of the uh, the little girl made it, far, like, so much better as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And Thorpe is, has shown me, because for weeks we were saying he just seems bland, but... I am seeing it now in certain matches. Yeah. Well, I, I, I liked it, and I, I hope, like, Thorpe, we can get to, like, a next evolution that he won. He beat his, his like, this guy in front of his kid, well, his family, I mean. I think we're going to a third match, because as Thorpe is celebrating, Dijak hits him with feast your eyes, and you see he's just bleeding from the top of the head, and then he puts him on the top rope, super kicks Thorpe, and then kind of puts him in the tree of woe and ties him up with the leather strap and then starts whipping Thorpe right in front of his niece. So he's like hanging there like he's hung to a tree. So this guy's so bitter. He loses this match and beats him up again. So this has got to go. F- and go even on. throws the belt at the girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. This poor girl. She's she's great. We got to bring her in again because she's screaming. Is this their first or second match? This, this is their second. Second no? match. Okay. So we need need the third. We need the third. What's well, the step? Yeah. What's the next step up here? Because... Uh, a cage match, like something more violent, is what I. But a strap match is pretty violent. They're yeah. beating the hell out of each other. Uh, you you hit me with a bit of strap match NXT trivia. Oh yeah. When was the last NXT strap match in 2020, and who was it? It was Takeover War Games, and it was Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis. Wow. Two people who I think are still in the company. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, you know what? I like this. I really loved the Danielson Ricky Starks strap match. And oh, I, yeah. I wouldn't say it was necessarily in that cate- category, but that match didn't have screaming little kids. No, and also there's we know what the ceiling is in WWE with these hardcore matches. They don't push it with blood and violence and that. Within its limitations, this was pushing it, I thought. And, yeah. Which I like. But yeah, it's you're always gonna get like these sort of hardcore matches are going to mean more outside WWE. 
Uh, and uh, Dijak has since tweeted, F them kids. F them kids. So I agree. F them kids, bro. I still think Cody's going to want to do a, a dog collar match in WWE. He's pushing for it, I'm He's sure. been pushing, but just maybe Brock wasn't the right guy. That would have been good, though. It would have been so much better, yeah. I think. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, we see JC Jane, who knocks on Thea's locker room, asking if she's ready in her new gear. She's like, yeah, almost. So she's got a match coming up. And then after the break, Vic is talking about the Blair Davenport attack when Blair just storms in, takes the headset off him and says, Gigi shouldn't try playing her at her game because next time it's going to be even worse. And Vic looks a bit shaken and books like, yo, are you okay? He's like, stop it. I could see you laughing the whole time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. We go to our next match. Danny Palmer taking on Thea Hale. The Chase U music hits and we see JC Jane come out and then she clicks her fingers and the the sort of Titantron burns away and everything goes black and then some sort of rock music comes on. Yeah, then Jody Threat's impact music hits. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, apparently, according to Fire Frank, uh, he messaged our group right away going, hey, this sounds oddly familiar. And uh, it, he has fact-checked himself, and it is legit that they use the same. I think Jody Th- free. I think Jody Thread has now since moved on because in the, in the indies she uses like I, I assume some of the similar songs, but it, this one I'm I'm not familiar with. But it's just some like rock song yeah. that they've. It has lyrics and stuff, but yeah, yeah. probably lo- royalty free or whatever. But so Thea's changed. She comes out. She's all in black. Can what a heel. It? Wow. She's wearing black now. Jezebel. Scarlet. What, what, what other words did JR teach me? <laughs> Jezebel was the main one. <laughs> Jezebel. I still do that. It's funny. <laughs> he would still say it in AEW. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Except you're like, yo, all right, man. Just all right. Jezebel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are so many. Did, didn't Kevin Owens say that? He learned well, English through JR. Yeah, but then we yeah. start saying words like slobber knocker. And people are like, yeah, we're fuck? just watching a strap match, right? I'm like, oh, he's beating him like a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> <laughs> you know how hard it was for me not to say that about five minutes ago? I just did it anyways. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... So wait, so Thea Hale comes out and she's wearing pretty much gear that everyone else wears yeah, except it's, it's black. black. It's got like a bit of like a choker, a bit more edgy, like yeah. you said, Sandy from Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's taking on Danny Palmer. So uh, Thea keeps on going for the Kimura, but Danny Palmer is pretty acrobatic and keeps flipping out of them. Uh, Thea then hits double knees to the arm and then uh, applies another like wrist lock, which Danny flips out of. And then hits this crazy tilt well head scissors, which just spiked Thea on the top of her head. Oh, yeah. I think it looked worse than it was because Thea kind of flipped right back to her feet and just kept going. Uh, Thea then hits a tilt well of her own. And then Palmer comes back with some drops, drop kicks. Uh, hit this like handstand kick into the corner, which didn't look too impactful. But then Palmer goes to the top and goes for this like 
huge twisting moonsault. Spiral tap, sky twister, I don't know what And it was. Thea moves out the way, but Palmer lands on her feet and rolls through, but Thea just dives at her and locks in the Kimura, and Danny Palmer taps out. Yeah, uh, it's nice to see Danny back. I know she was, what, injured? The storyline was Blair Davenport. Blair Davenport. But yeah, uh, the, the, the other, like, acrobatic, the friend of Sol Ruka, waiting for her to come back too. But Danny shows, like, some impressive athleticism when it comes to, like, some of these flips and jumping and things. And I think she's still pretty new and pretty green here. But when she does figure out how to put some things more together, I think she could be a threat some of the like some crazy she stuff. had a lot of speed with it as well Same like with, that tilt yeah. roll looked dangerous but the she hit it as fast as like mellow does his like, satellite i'm I'm, I'm comparing to her friend sol ruka but like sol was was so, getting so good at like doing all the crazy yeah. flipping stuff and then slowly started getting good at everything else and once you figure everything else in like it kind of it's like sp- seasoning and spice right but here it was to highlight thea and i liked thea's like uh Kimura out of nowhere where you catch them and that's how you put them yeah. in it. Like no one does it like that. Some people do it the choke from behind like that, but I mean I, th- I think that's what could be fun is like what is she gonna get the Kimura out yeah. of? Um I, I think Thea's improving. She's she's been looking good and I was haven't really seen much of Danny Palmer yet and I, yeah. I was pretty impressed. Um she can do some cool stuff. So like the only thing is like Thea needs to be a bit more bad. Like if JC's so hey, mean. Hey, she stuck her tongue out at the end. Oh, yeah. What a bad person. Well, she she's like, she doesn't, I don't think she knows she's being a bad girl yet. Right. You know, like she's, she thinks she's just being a bit more adult. Right. Isn't so that all? is going to keep on luring her in. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. JC's going to keep what on else, luring her in. What else, like JC should just do all the stuff that Mandy did with Toxic Attraction? Like just do the same things. Yeah. Or things like, you know, uh, JC's, I don't know, mum finds cigarettes on her and Thea's got to go, oh, actually, no, Mrs. Jane, they're mine. You know, like covering for her for stuff. Well, I don't think they promote cigarettes, but you're definitely going in the right okay, ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't do that. Although it's filmed in Florida. So. Yeah. Well, after the match, JC and Thea are celebrating and they're hugging as JC looks up to the perch where Chase and Duke are watching and she blows them a kiss. She like, she's like, I know I'm taking her away. From she's like you. not letting her see them almost. She's yeah. like, here, come hug me, come hug yeah. me. And then it's like, oh, I see mm. you. So what's going to happen yeah. with Chase you? We see Carmelo Hayes backstage on his phone. He's looking very distracted. Uh, Trick comes in celebrating his win uh, and will be going into the fatal four-way. Melo doesn't really seem to be listening to him. Trick says, hey, man, look, this is about my first title shot. And Melo says, yeah, sorry, I'm just distracted with this contract signing and stuff. And I just, I've got too much business to handle. I'm sorry. Trick's like, yeah, I get it, man. You you do you. Um, Like, you just walk to the ring and you sign the contract. What's who's who's he texting? Why is he yeah, so distracted? He's just so distracted about life. Yeah, but they're building this kind of wedge between Mello and Trick. Like Trick has always been there for Mello's big moments, and now Trick is getting these big moments. Mello's not there for him. Right. Um. So yeah, I think they're building it pretty nicely. Yeah, I still you could lead it. It's 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 interesting because you could lead it into Trick just wins the title, and they're both our champions on their own. Stuff. Well, I think Trick wins the title and Mello loses. Right. And then you're playing this game where Mello's got 
sorry, Trick's got Mello's, you know, A championship. Right. And he's a guy with gold and now Trick's got nothing. Sorry, Mello's got nothing. Interesting. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, we see Baron Corbin leaving and he's asked about Bron Breaker and he says, enough of these stupid questions. This Saturday at No Mercy, he's going to get his ass whooped. And Bron jumps him, and there's another huge pull apart oh, stage. These guys are still fighting. Yeah. Yeah. They might even fight more. We go to the fatal four way uh, to determine Dominic Mysterio's opponent for the North American Championship at No Mercy. Uh, Tyler Bate taking on Axiom, Trick Williams, and Dragon Lee. Uh, the match starts with Bate and Axiom both super kicking Williams out of the ring. They're pissed that he got added to this. Really <laughs> I did, like, I did like that, yeah. Uh, Bate hits this huge leaping plancher to the outside onto Trick. Uh, Axiom and Lee are now going at it, which I got to see this match properly. Like, really quick stuff between the two. Both flipping out of each other's moves. There's a beautiful arm drag drop kick combo from Axiom. And then Axiom hits a flying knee to Trick on the floor. And then this Dragon Lee hits a huge Tope con Hilo to the outside, taking out everyone. And now uh, Trick and Dragon Lee are in the ring. And Trick gets Dragon in a Boston Crab. And then Tyler Bate comes in and also applies an arm bar to Dragon Lee. So Axiom then leaps onto Williams' shoulders and applies a sleep hold to him. So they all finally break the hold so no one taps. And then Bate goes for the bop and bang to Lee, but Lee scouts it and jabs Bate himself. And then Trick comes in and starts taking out everyone. He's, he hits a double flapjack on Bate and Axiom. And then uh, after the break, we see Axiom just drops Bate on his head. This looked pretty ugly. Yeah, half and half suplex. Mm. And it looked uh, kind of similar to the match earlier where it looked really bad and then Bate just got up. The ref was like immediately ran over to him. And yeah. He was like, oh, I'm good. Hey, like just, I know everyone's recently talking about the the whole ref situation in the Moxley-Ray Phoenix match from Grand Slam. And like WWE refs are always looking and talking to people. It, yeah. And, I noticed that here, and Tyler Bates is just a big, strong boy because he got right yeah. back up and went to the spot. I'm like, wow, how did you do that? This match was so, like, Fast. so much going on. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Lee hits the combination to Axiom and then running drop kick, like Shibata-like drop kicks to both corners. Axiom goes for a lariat but gets caught in this huge Liger bomb, which was a great near fall on, uh, on Raw from Dragon Lee and looked great here too. And then Trick... Hits a, a double Uranagi and Booker's going, double bookend, double bookend. Uh, and Vic says, yes, a lot of people call it a double rock bottom and others a double Uranagi. And Booker's like, you fucking <laughs> I mean, look, I love you, but no one goes, oh, they just hit the bookend. The bookend is more, it was more like the bookend how Trick did it. It's yeah. the up and then on your knees. Yeah. The rock bottom, you're falling into You're like, it. ah, yeah. You're an argue, you're more like spiking them, I think. But, yeah. Yeah. I just remember Daniel Garcia, who is great on social media and uh, helps get us hotels, hotels sometimes. yeah. But uh, Daniel Garcia start, recently started doing the, the rock bottom in the yeah. last year, and someone tweeted him like, hey, Daniel Garcia, uh, do you have a name for the rock bottom yet? And he goes, the rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Which like yeah, to me it's a it's a rock bottom the way you do it. Like Becky's is kind of like the the rock bottom, but Becky's more like the bookend. I think of like Jay White's is pretty pretty nasty. Yeah, uh, Joe's got a good one. Best yeah. Uranagi ever. Yeah, Uranagi. Yeah, he should call it the trick end. 
trick end. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, Bait then hits this DDT on Trick, which just crushes him on his head. A lot of ugly kind of spiking head spots yeah. tonight. I uh, hope everyone's okay. Bait then does the airplane spin on Dragon Lee, whilst also hitting the big swing on Axiom. Very impressive. Impressive, doesn't get a whole lot of speed. I don't think it really... They're like, okay, you're picking me up, mate. Yeah, like you're spinning him a little bit, but I st- it's still It's still impressive, impressive yeah. to do it. Um, and then Trick tries to throw Bait out of the ring, but he comes back with the rebound lariat. And then as he's going for the pin, Axiom breaks up by stomping on Bait's back, which propels him into this crazy fast Canadian destroyer on, on, on Dragon Lee. Yeah, I mean, fresh out the books of the Lucha Bros. This is yeah. right. This is the step up off one guy's yeah. back into it, but looked clean as hell. Like WWE just. Sly. Some people are allowed to do the Canadian destroyers for some reason, and mm. this looked crazy. Everyone was going back and forth here by this part of the match. This looked nuts. Uh, there's then bop and bang to Axiom, a pop up uppercut from Trick to Bait, super kicks all round from Axiom. Uh, Dragon Lee comes in with some crazy super kicks of his own, and then Axiom super kicks Bait off the top rope, and Axiom and hits a Spanish fly to Dragon Lee. Lee kicks out on two and powers up and hits Destino on Axiom, which Trick breaks up and then Dragon Lee headbutts Trick, who falls backwards and inadvertently headbutts Bait, who falls out the ring and a kind of knocked out Trick Williams falls on top of the Axiom to get the win. One, two, three. Yes, very like... He didn't know he got the pin because yeah. he got knocked into it and fell onto it. It's funny. The match began with Trick getting double super kicked. And it reminded me of uh, when Cena had to face Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And the right in the bell rang, Shawn super kicks Triple H and Cena's like kind of shocked. It was similar here where Trick got the double team. And then in a, is it the same match or a different match when Cena gets sweet chin music and falls it's, on someone? Isn't it one we did it on... Is it best backlash ever? It's Randy, Edge, Sean, and Cena. Yeah, is it? And it's pretty it's a good. really good four way. Yeah, and, and it kind of ends like that. It kind of similar to this, where Trick just kind of falls onto him, and that's how. So he we know it's the... a Sean call here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the best of Shawn Michaels, right? So I, I definitely could see that, and it worked really well for this finish. Like Axiom and Dragon Lee and Bait were going nonstop here. I got to give it to Trick too, but. Those three specifically were like going crazy with the destroyers and Spanish flies and things off the top rope and con helos. And then it's Trick who just gets the, the win there. So it is kind of goes with the story of the whole episode and does make things interesting for Saturday and not just involving now Trick versus Dom, but the whole Carmelo. He's a champion as well. And kind of like you said, so I, I like this this pick and this story. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I think they did a great like show long story with Trick Williams Um and but also the uh yeah just seeing axiom and dragon lee go at it was nuts and i think they made i think i was also thinking oh i could totally see dragon lee winning this as well and rematching that on saturday i was shocked that wasn't the case i was shocked since ali was gone that dragon lee just didn't win it Mm. on raw and then you book either axiom or bait or someone but but I think this is interesting, and I think it's going to play more into the kind of potential feud between Mello and Trick. Yeah. We go back to the Tony D'Angelo family dinner at the restaurant. Uh, Price and Nima now show up. Uh, it didn't look like they showered after their match. Um, and they pull up a chair at the table. 
And uh, as they're doing it, they say, ah, we'll get a booster seat for scripts. <laughs> and Price says, hey, don't insult scripts like that. And they say, we're not here to break bread with you. Uh, we're just going to be here to say that we should be next. And then Brutus is just saying, like, yo, can I just eat my pasta? Like, let's go. And he starts eating and he says, oh, mom never cooked like this. And Julius goes, ah, oh, her cooking was good. And he's like, it was okay. <laughs> Which I thought just was burying pretty, his mom's yeah, cooking what on the TV. Fuck? Yeah, like, what the hell, man? That's one thing you don't do. Yeah. Like, you never, you know. That's, I found that, like, I'm already having issues with the Creed's being really talented wrestlers that Bruce I love. just hates his mom. But they're very unlikable when they talk and do these segments. And then on top of that, this guy's just dissing his mom. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. Weird. Um, Bronco says, look, I don't beg for a match. And Price says, so you better tell us uh, who's getting this title shot or things are going to get dirty quick. And Tony snaps his fingers and some of his family come out, some heavies behind him. A bunch like, of old oh, Italian bunch of old dudes. Italian guys and Bronco Neem is like, oh no, I'm out. <laughs> 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 this big scary guy with the grill sees like Grandpa Joe come out here and he's like, oh man, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, he's, well, he's watched The Sopranos. He knows how it works. So Tony says, look, this is our first offense on a PLE and we want to go high risk. So we want to see all your ugly mugs at no mercy. And if you don't like it, here's the door. And no one leaves. He's like, yeah, just how I thought. So let's toast to the fatal four-way. So it's as we thought, we're getting another multi-man tag match. Um, and they all drink wine to toast this, except the Creed's who drink milk. Yeah, which is a strange joke was, I got you all the drinks, you, your favorite drinks, your beverages. I got you all them, so cheers. And then it just cuts to everyone drinking wine except the Creed's. So I, I'm assuming that... So everyone's favorite drink is wine? Or like he didn't ask everyone and yeah. just the creeds. But yeah, very Kurt Angle of them. Yeah, I we kind of dove into this last week. It's just, I find this really silly, like way to set up title matches. And they've done this for every PLE this year, it feels. Yeah, it feels like it's the recycle, re, rinse, repeat. Just a different set. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, we'll just put a bunch of different teams. And that's fine, but just... I don't know. There's there is different ways. And as much as I love some of these acts, I don't necessarily think this is like the best way to get them no. better, especially if you're if you're like, hey, the creeds are incredible freak athletes. Let's practice their acting. They can practice their acting by doing acting classes instead yeah. of like doing crappy Italian thing. Again, I kind of like everyone involved in this and yeah. I think the match will be really good, but there's a strange way that it, it wasn't even that funny. It was just kind of another college student like film thing. Yeah. And and the way they keep putting the tag titles together is like, hey, come to my bar. Hey, come to my thing. You get a shot. And the jokes are are wearing thin as well. The Mafia. Yeah, it's been two years of this now. Yeah. What's the next step? Where, where's the Well the uh, thing is it's like if this is a character you're gonna want to put on Raw or SmackDown, he's gonna be doing all this again up there there. Yeah, there? he's gotta be doing more Italian Tony Soprano mobster stuff on the main roster. Yeah. Put him through therapy. Yeah. Like Tony Soprano. Oh, true, true. Right? Yeah. There's always that. Analyze yeah. this. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We booked it. We uh, see Dominic Mysterio being interviewed, and he's like, big deal. Shawn Michaels throws me a curveball. Well, I can't say I'm impressed, but I am going to whoop that trick. And Dragon Lee, thanks for the bruise, but it's not 
you that runs yeah he had a nice shine on yeah his black eye he says uh it's not you that runs nxt i run nxt and then dragon lee attacks him backstage um and then we come back from break and they go hey dom versus trick is happening and you know what sean's made the special guest referee dragon lee, dragon lee. and it's like the guy who just attacked him so yeah i think like i know dominic mysterio is a bad guy. Yeah. And hasn't been too nice recently. No. But he beat Dragon Lee fair and square. Yeah, he pinned him. He pinned him clean. He didn't cheat or anything. He pinned him clean. So Dragon Lee being a bit of a sore loser here. Yeah. I also think it's a little unfair. Someone who clearly has a grudge against Dominic Mysterio being put in this position of power. Yeah. I kind of feel for Dom. Yeah. Sean's fucking with him. Yeah. What's, what does Sean have Unless against? Unless is this setting up Sean v. Dom? <laughs> Both uh, were huge parts of SummerSlam 2005. So maybe that's where they cross that is paths. True. Is that Hogan, Sean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. A great match. Dom's been doing interviews being like, yeah, I've been in WWE for 18 years now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing WWE for, for this long because he was a kid. Trick catches up with Melo backstage. And Melo says, oh, yeah, I'm proud of you. And at no mercy, it's going to be both of us at champ- as champs because it's Trick, Melo, gang forever. We're going to be friends forever. Oh, you won your match? Yeah, yeah, we're still boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we then get a bit of a vignette where we see someone watching TV. In a dark room. Yeah, fl- flicking through channels. We see a, a football game and we see a WCW uh, on the TV. Yeah, could this mean, could this lead to Brian Pillman Jr.? Was it Was it the Bengals? The I team think so, yeah. I didn't catch what the first thing was he was watching. It's like a news TV, so, okay. you know, the, the whole canon thing. Yeah, I mean, is that... I could see us getting the front row thing on this Saturday. They haven't done it for a long With him? time. But maybe him, maybe Jade. Even okay. if Jade is going right to the main roster, you could just have her there. Yeah. You know, just showing off. Then you signing. It's not a bad idea, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Pillman, he had some good stuff and some bad stuff, but I definitely think that if he's, if it didn't work out that way, that maybe WWE can mold him into something a bit different and even better than what he could do before. So I definitely say, like, don't knock it till we kind of try it. I do think WWE's got the better structure to improve people. Yeah. Like, AEW, you're kind of either going to be doing, like, dark matches where you don't have a whole lot to like to sink your teeth into or you're sink and swim on the on the main show yeah. really. whereas i think you know doing live shows not on tv and the pc and all that i i do see both pillman and jade improving yeah so we'll we'll see i want to I, I want the kid to do good especially after watching that dark side episode right like we've been in his corner for for sure but He's also like, oh, you know, WWE is going to produce their own Brian Pillman thing. Yeah, now, and they they you know, can use him. Yeah, they can. It. I think I think it could work. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But you know, we go to the contract signing. Ilya comes out in his nice little suit, looking all intense, and then uh, and he doesn't take his eye off the title as at all as Mello is sitting down at the desk. Uh, Mello says that everything that happened last week, there's nothing to talk about. Like kind of them, you know like hitting each other inadvertently and all that. He says, that was just it last week. There's nothing to talk about. So let's just sign it and see each other at no mercy. And Ilya says, yes, you always seem to be the wrong man at the wrong time. And you're the wrong champion. Mello says, you're talking to me about wrong person, wrong time. It sounds like you at Great American Bash. 
uh, as obviously the finish was him going for Mello and hitting the title, which Trick was holding. Uh, he, and Mello says, I know I will beat you and I will beat you. Ilya says Mello struggles. Uh, he, he's been struggling with his confidence and losing confidence in himself. And uh, Mello says, you're right. I did lose confidence for a second, but you keep on acting like you've beaten me already. And you didn't. I did. And Ilya starts to talk about destiny and how he's destined to win this. And he says, what do you do when you throw everything you have at me and I still won't stay down? What do you do when you shoot your best shot and you miss? And Mello comes back saying, NXT champion isn't about how much pain you can endure. It's about being undeniable. It's about being him. And he says, and there's no one on this roster. Bron, Ilya, not Trick. Whoops. Mm. And uh, Ilya just starts laughing at the the potential fracturing of this friendship. And Mello just says, after no mercy, we'll be done with all these what ifs. Ilya signs the contract and says, you will do nothing because you can do nothing. You want to try to push me to my limits and I'll be there. And I, when I'm crowned the new NXT champion, you will realize that your dynasty has fallen Long live the Tsar. And then Mello signs it and says, this NXT championship is bigger than you and I. And do I think that you're someone that could carry this championship with pride? Absolutely. But do you think you can do it better than me? Absolutely not. And that's the, that's the match. Yeah. Uh, I, I was a little, uh, let down by this one. I think this one was kind of rough because I think you were just doing the same story from when the last time they fought. And obviously the wrinkle of trick is in here, but I think you needed something here to make it go like, like a smack or something. I, 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 I was, I love these two and I definitely thought this was a little rough around the edges. Even the crowd just dipped on them. So I, 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 which I I was like, why is it so quiet? And I'm I found myself getting a little bored of repetitiveness. Whereas they could have maybe just got to the chase with Melo running the, the I names. I thought it down. went on a little. Yeah, it went on a little bit. I thought they both had good lines. I I didn't necessarily think you needed physicality. I do think you. I think you do have the story from the first match. The first match was Ilya pretty much had Melo beat, and it was trick. So it was even though Melo has the W on paper. Ilya's like, I beat you. You know I had you yeah. beat. And I think that's what's playing with Mello's confidence going into the second one. Uh, and I thought they had some good lines, but I think there was maybe a a bit too much fluff in between yeah. as well. Um, but I'm looking forward to the match. Oh, I yeah. think it's going to be really good. Can't wait. Um, so then we get news that Baron and Braun are still fighting. Wait, the show's the already, it's 10.05, but we got to go. I to wish this, was, you know, the video earlier today of Jade, like arriving at the PC, they should have just had someone being taken out beside her. Right, right. Yeah. Just cause it's the parking lot. NXT parking uh, lot. But yeah, this is pretty vicious. They're fighting in the car park. Uh, Braun goes for like a spear to Corbin and Corbin moves. So he just goes flying through the door of this car. Yeah, this looked great. Um, and then uh, Bron slams Corbin on the hood of the car. Uh, they're fighting on top. Corbin low blows Bron and then choke slams him on the roof of the car. And then Bron just sits up like the Undertaker, leaps off the car onto Corbin's back, choking him. They're kind of like flying against the fencing and the gratings and all that. And then they're fighting back through the PC and go crashing through the walls of Shawn Michaels' office. <laughs> 
who's there, like, not watching the show, just wearing his liking hat. tweets. Yeah. Uh, damn, Sean's got some weak walls in yeah. his office here. I mean, these are two big lads. So if they went through this drywall, that would make a, a lot more This makes sense, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, cool little fight here between the two, just because they're having a big singles match on Saturday. They, they've kind of... Uh, They've kind of set the bar for themselves pretty high because I, I thought the physicality yeah. in this brawl was pretty good. What you don't want to see is, you know, Sunday comes along and it's headlock. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know, like they need to take this intensity. So make into it like, match. make it, ex- I guess you can't make it extreme rules because that's the main event. Well, make I think it, you said it earlier. I think you're probably going to have just another crazy brawl like this. Yeah. A no contest and Von power bombs both through the day. Good. That's what the people and want. And I think it'll be fun. Yeah. That's what the people want to see. Uh, yeah, this was cool, but definitely the laugh was Shawn Michaels' office, and he's just like, oh, man, what am I going to do now? And poor Shawn, so... Uh, the heartbreak kid. Yeah, look at his office. That's his <laughs> office. Think about it. All, this guy's main event at WrestleMania, job to Hogan, like I said, at SummerSlam 05, and here he is, he can't even I have an office. I feel this could become a running bit. Where his office just keeps getting it's busted. It's like the Cleveland, you know, in the bath in Family Guy, whenever his house gets destroyed. <laughs> right, right, right. It's going to be that, but Sean's always in his office. <laughs> his office is kind of shit. Yeah. He doesn't have, like, a skeleton of a well, t- this could Tyrannosaurus. Well, he could be like, yo, Triple H, like, when am I seeing any of this TKO deal yeah. come through? I need better walls. Yeah, like, this was, you said I was just filling in while you were away, man. And, I, yeah. <laughs> and now, you're, now you're in charge of everything else, and I'm just running Degrassi High of NXT. He's doing a good job. Yeah. yeah. But you know who isn't? Whoever made those fucking walls for yeah. his office. <laughs> uh... The, someone in the chat's just saying Kalani versus Blair was added to No Mercy. I perhaps pre-show, but oh okay. Uh, well, I'll bring up the card now because I think we'll predict it. But yeah, that- again, like good good episode of NXT. I, I um, yeah, I think they set up No Mercy pretty nicely, and I thought that four way was really good today. Yeah, and the strap match. Yeah, yeah, it it did a good job of setting some stuff up. We already knew some of the big matches for No Mercy this week, and. <laughs> We're kind of on, on, on set and set for that already, but they, they did a good job of some other stuff on here, including some wrestling. Really got into the strap match and really liked the story of Trick and him winning the four way, which now gives him a match at No Mercy. So it does make things a bit more interesting. Uh, we also talked about, um, on Sunday during Poison Rana, we were talking about Mello possibly going up. Losing the title and stuff. So, I mean, like, there yeah. is, there, that makes the whole story with Trick and everything even a bit more interesting because Mello could be gone and Trick could still be down here as North America. I, I think Trick should stay for a bit. Yeah. Like, I think Mello can, uh, I kind of said, I, it looks like maybe he'll be with Lashley's new group with the Street Profits. And then when he breaks out on his own, you can always put Trick back with him. But I, th- I think it would be good for both to kind of be separate. Yeah. And Trick to find himself a bit more because he's yeah. someone who's clearly improving every week we see him. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, in- enjoyable episode of NXT and, and I am excited for No Mercy this Saturday. So we've got the card right here. We've got the British Rounds rules match for the NXT Heritage Cup. Noam Dar taking on Butch. I think Noam Dar somehow, some way sneaks in the victory to beat Butch and retain the Heritage Cup. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it has kind of flip-flopped around a little bit. Yeah. Um, I guess we can see who the challenges would be after that. But I, I just wonder if they might want to do a short-term thing with Butch 
and you know have him defend this on SmackDown here and there, like what they've done. Kind of like what they've done with Becky and that sort of thing. Just, yeah, and with Dom, like it, it could be something they do. And I mean, he's not doing. I think uh, what are they called? Brawling Brutes are a pretty fun act, but he's. It could make him a bit more featured if he can show off his singles work. Yeah. See uh, how Chad Gable's got over recently from people going, oh, this guy's actually a really good wrestler. Sure. He's not just a yappy dog. And that's Noam Dar, right? Like Noam coming back ever since has been pretty He's funny. Been yeah. He's been funny and delivering in the wrestling and then the injury or whatever is the story injury. I don't even know. But now I'm like, all right, let's see what you can do once you're all, all gears. And I like the metaphor. So do you think we'll have uh, Seamus and uh, thing with him? Cause they have corner men, don't they? Well, Ridge he had, Holland, Ridge, Ridge, the fridge, and Sheamus. I don't know. Will they they'll stop because you have your nominated corner man for these rounds, Matt. Oh right, oh right. You can see Ridge showing Ridge, up. Yeah, yeah. Ridge, yeah, Ridge, yeah, uh, Ridge. We've got what else? We got the family: Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stacks Lorenzo taking on OTM, Lucian Price and Bronco Nima, the Creeds, and Los Lotharios, Humberto and Angel, uh, for the tag titles. I think we should go with the creeds. Yeah. I think the you creeds think the title change. Yeah. I mean the creeds every week I'm like, Oh, their wrestling is fantastic, but it's their like promos and silly stuff like them in the restaurant today that I'm like, I don't know if they're necessarily ready for that kind of stuff on the main roster yet. So maybe keep them down here and have them be champions and then, you know, do the wrestling where they keep defending it. And then finally give the straps to someone else. However, um, I do think Los Lotharios, since like that one match or, or so when they came back to NXT recently, was very impressive. So if they were to wrestle like that week by week on the show, I would very much like that. So I'm kind of torn between the two. I don't know if it's OTM, so therefore that makes them the oh, wild card odd uh-huh. man out. But I feel like they haven't even been here for... a. a they haven't even I've been out the mud matches. yet. I've seen yeah. two matches. They haven't even you know? gotten dirty yet in the mud. So, like... Yeah, yeah, I don't... The family haven't really done much with these titles. Like, their characters haven't... Nothing's changed. You could still have these vignettes with or without the titles a yeah. lot of the time, you know? I kind of want to see a bit of prestige come back to these titles. Because we've seen... We've been having good NXT Championship matches, good North American, great women's matches. This has fallen down. When you think back, yeah. when you had those you know, American Alpha uh, revival, DIY revival, um, all the Undisputed Era, Birch and Lorcan and all them. Like the tag titles used to be real like featured moments of NXT and they've really dropped down the pecking order for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think Creed's ha- holding it, going into feuds with people like Carrillo and Gaza who could be like, but more seriously focused uh, is kind of what I want to see. Yeah, absolutely. More of the the wrestling and being treated a bit more seriously would be would be all right. But yeah, I'm gonna say, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna say it's OTM. But I want it to be the Creeds. Mm. But OTM is they're too 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 early. Too early. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Dom versus Trick Williams for the North American Championship. I gotta go big Trick Willie Willie style, baby. I think so. Yeah, I think he's got to. He's got to whoop that he's, trick. He's got to be the new A champion. Yeah, the new North American champ come Saturday, Trick yeah. Williams. Um, Braun Breaker versus Baron Corbin. Braun Breaker versus Baron Corbin. I'm going to go with Braun, but uh, it doesn't matter. I'm going with a no contest. Yeah, it, the the real winner is Von us. Von Wagner will win. Yeah, because we get to see Von put him through tables. Uh, we've got Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton in an Extreme Rules match. 
This one's interesting because it's like, Becky, you could stay down here for a while and keep these numbers up on NXT or Tiff, you know, gets her win back over you and like demolishes her and kills her and says like, I was ready for this. And that could be something a bit interesting too. But the NXT women's division was exactly what you just described about the tag division. Like it hasn't been doing too much before Tiffany with, it was kind of flopping around and it was kind of pretty soft and then tiffany picked it back up from the depths and now becky it's kind of making it making it a bit more interesting so i i'm not necessarily against becky retaining how far away is the saudi show uh i don't know or yeah a month or so yeah i'm just uh i'm just wondering if you maybe could do some sort of becky lynch defense on one of these big shows they've got coming up right before survivor series i feel like it's so maybe keep it on Becky. I, I agree. I think there's some more matches I want to see with her down here. Um, but it depends what plans they've got main roster. If she's if she's killing time until uh, Survivor Series, yeah, maybe just keep it on her for now. Yeah. But- uh, I'm looking forward to the match, though. I really like their first one. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of think this should main event. Yeah. Uh, and then Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov for the NXT Championship. The rematch. Yeah, this could go a few ways. Obviously, we're talking about the whole Trick Mellow Gang story. And if Hayes were to now not beat Dragunov because Trick isn't in his corner, that's telling. And then Trick is, you know, a champion. That's an easy, like, heel turn or something along those lines that happens in the split between them, at least for now. Hayes could lose the title and go up to main roster. They've already planted the seeds for the street profits, the hurt profits, mm-hmm. the street business. And... Trick could join him, like you said, like all this time later. But Dragonov, if he were to win, like he has a whole list of other guys he could fight too. But Dragonov's someone I want to see on the main roster as well. So really, I want both of these guys to to graduate here from NXT. I think Dragonov can have a run with this as the he should as I, NXT champion. I'm, I, I love I love me mellow, but I think I'd li- I like mellow when he's. Mean mellow, yeah, and his his babyface run didn't do it. N- n- I wonder too if much you could me. do like a um, do like a mellow loses the title. You play off a little bit of a jealousy thing between him and Trick. You do a short program, but have them make good after. Like it never gets like too too heated, right? But and that could be Mellow's send off. Right, know, they have their match. They shake hands. Mellow goes up. He can join Team Team Lashley at Survivor Series, right? Yeah, I want Dragonov to win just because. Again, I love both these guys, but Dragonov. I'm just saying, like Axiom versus Dragonov. There's a few the big matches, stuff like that. Yeah, Dragon Lee against Dragonov, like there's yeah. some good stuff. Uh, don't I'm also not forgetting the story of Wesley, where like he's got to oh, be somewhat involved. Right, quit. He quit, but like there's there's probably some more story to that as well. So maybe we'll see something whether he shows up on Saturday or next week or Mm. something. But yeah, so there's our little preview for No Mercy, which looking pretty good. There's a few matches on there that definitely have my attention. And hey, if you want uh, some more attention on Saturday of your own, you can tune in to John Ceno and I with our No Mercy post show. Saturday here on the post wrestling feed will be going live right after No Mercy and Sino and I will run down the whole show. We'll chat about some NXT and uh, we'll see where the where the titles lie. Yeah. And, and if there was in fact mercy, have mercy. All right. This Saturday. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Thanks for listening to us. Yeah, well that's what we thought. 
We do have a feedback thread on the Poison Rana Facebook group, which you can go to, leave feedback, and vote for Halloween Havoc 1998 while you're at it. Uh, And we start with the champ, Fire Frank, who says, Bron versus Baron, parking lot brawl, five stars. Can't wait to see them clash and hopefully see Von table one or both of them after. But Uncle Sean cannot be happy about his office. Dijak making kids cry and thus making both Gunther and Braden proud. Trick had a star-making night. Tony D drinking a little too much wine and asking for a four-way seemed not smart. Can't wait for no mercy. Let's go. We've all been there, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking a little bit too much wine. You know, we should just have a four-way. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Thank you, Frank. We go to Cameron from Bristol who writes in, An overbooked show, but some great action. The Fatal 4-Way and Butch versus Coffee were the highlights. Trick had a fantastic episode, and although I didn't expect it was him, he does deserve the spotlight after continued improvement. Crazy to think how awkward he was when he first appeared on 2.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, high expectation for No Mercy. NXT don't miss at the moment, and with... Uh, Ilya versus Mello and Becky versus Tiff. This will be no different. Thank you for your content, lads. Take care. Oh, that's very kind. Thank, Thank you, you Cameron. Cameron. And you know what? Um, trick. Yeah, look at the when he first came in. We were not big fans oh, of him yeah. at all. We go to Magan, who says, A solid go home with Trick doing double duty. The four-way was hectic with a very creative finish. Just as I was about to give up on Dragon Lee becoming champion, he did score a big role for No Mercy becoming the special guest referee for the North American title match. It's looking like a dope card the same weekend as Wrestle Dream. Mello and Dragonoff has a good goddamn shot of stealing it. The Brian Pillman Jr. vignette was well done, and Sean needs to get a better office. <laughs> uh, so, wait, yeah, Maggie's reminding me that Dragon Lee is the ref. Yeah. So Dragon Lee's going to help Trick win, and we're going to get this whole, like, wow, Trick did it. And then Dragon Lee on next next Tuesday is going to be like, hey, so I helped you win. Mm. Give me a shot, and then just take it. Just him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then finally, we go to Emmanuel, Manny from Pacoma, who says, Sean really loves his multi-team tag title matches. OTM is growing on me. The four-way was fantastic tonight, though I wish it could have been Dragon Lee. It seems like we were subtly starting to... Trick versus Mello soon, either for the title or just a singles match. I wonder if at No Mercy we see the resurrection. On the third week, he will rise. Bonnie, boy, Corbin. At No Mercy, there's going to be a reservation for two because your ass are your asses are getting tabled. With October coming, I wonder if the Garza Dynasty will do anything special for the one-year anniversary of their grandfather's passing since it falls on a Tuesday. Maybe a mini La Rebellion reunion with Santos Escobar in a trios against Ray, Dragon Lee, and Axiom. Yes, boy. Manny uh, doing a little uh, mm. predicting there. That sounds like sounds like it could be a pretty good idea. So maybe that's when those guys win the tag titles. Yeah, or something. Yeah, I want to see. They haven't. They still haven't done much since. They no, they got back. really shitty fake tattoos. They got really shitty fake tattoos. Like they, they went to uh, what's his name, uh, Idris Nofe for that right right yeah they said hey where'd you get that chest tattoo <laughs> right yeah the one that comes off yeah <laughs> so thanks guys for writing in and thanks. uh everyone out there for listening to us here we appreciate you uh like i said saturday no mercy sunday you'll be live on the afternoon before wrestle dream 
tune in for a special Poison Rana. Uh, we will give thoughts probably on Wrestle Dream the week following, but we will be back next Tuesday night for NXT, the uh, the Hangover edition of No Mercy. So, so many podcasts, poisonrana.ca for links to everything we do, including our Patreon. Yes, our No Mercy 99 review, our Escape from New York, and hey, even World Champs family members where we're going to record a second behind the BDE and... Tomorrow, I'm going to release our last Behind the BDE, which was our our Europe road trip diary. Yeah. I'm going to release that for all patrons there, too. So it's only five bucks to support us, and you get a whole month's access podcast. But go check out all the other fun stuff that we do. And we do have one super chat. Thank oh. you very much, Jake. And thank you for all of you sticking with us in the, we in the made it chat today. Through the feed. Yeah, like that was a, a rocky road today. But yeah. We'll- Try and get that fixed. He sends us five bucks. Thank you, Jake, saying DDT having a hell of a month with the bullet train match and now Jericho coming over. Yeah, that Jericho to Kesta match sounds pretty good. They're doing a show over there in November. I know Cardona's on that same card. And the the bullet train match was just beautiful mm. with uh, Suzuki and pile drivers on a bullet train. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, they should bring that over to North America. Wrestling on the uh, – maybe not. I, you see it anyway. I see fights every day. We like arrive in Buffalo. Was it Buffalo? Yeah. And there's fights on a car. Free. We didn't even have to pay a ticket for that. Yeah, we pulled up and these two guys started fighting like right in front and on Jesse's car. And then yeah. one guy knocked the other guy out. And then we're like, well, we're here. <laughs> so. Yep, that's our hotel. <laughs> Uh, thank you, everyone. We appreciate you guys. Postwrestling.com for everything else. Poisonronda.ca for everything we do. We appreciate you guys. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And... We will see you at No Mercy. Ahoy! Yeah.